Hi, this is Dalit. Hi, this is Zeen. And this is our podcast, Zid Value. Let us start by quickly introducing Zid Value to you. Our name links us back to our origins as we grew up in Tunisia in North Africa. Zid in our dialect means add, and adding value to your professional career is our ultimate goal. We would like to use this platform to discuss the challenges around finding employment, career planning, and career development. The world is changing, the markets are evolving, entire industries are disrupted, demand for new skills is increasing. This show intends to offer you a new perspective. We will be discussing job market trends, new skills and demand, career progress, turning hobbies into sustainable careers, the recruitment industry, the future of work, and much more. We believe that together we can start leading our own careers and change the way we navigate the new market dynamics. Patricia Betancourt has been an HR enthusiast for 18 years now. She graduated in psychology, and even though she worked for the last decade at global corporations such as HSBC Bank and the automaker Renault-Nissan Alliance, she could never imagine herself living abroad before her husband came home one day with bold plans of moving to Quebec, Canada. Three years ago, they moved from Brazil to Montreal with their two-year-old daughter, seven boxes of stories and full of dreams. It's been one hell of a ride. From the scary nights to the blessings of feeling and finding her new home, this story has been incredible. Followed by her experience of becoming a mom, immigration transformed her and continues to shape who she is today. Patricia is the HR director of a medical device company in Montreal called Dental Wings. So let's hear her story. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Dali. How are you? I'm doing good, and you? Great. So uh, first, thank you very much for coming uh, in, for accepting my invitation to be part of the podcast. Uh, you are actually part of the first group uh, interviewed for the for the podcast, and I really hope we can maybe extend this further. Maybe you know you'll be coming another time with a different group of people. Uh, but uh, but yeah, thank you for this. Um, the reason why. I brought you here because, as I was telling you offline, basically that I feel that there is a lot to tell about an immigrant story, an immigrant coming to Canada, regardless of the job we're doing or regardless of our origins and background. But I think there is always a different story to tell, with different, with maybe some similarities between some a person to another. And this is what we'll be discussing today, mainly, you know, wh- how and why and when and what, everything about you, your story. But before starting this, I wanted to first ask you, how are you feeling today? It's December 2020. The year has been quite heavy, let's say. You've been busy like most people I know. So how do you feel about this? Uh, this is an interesting question, Dali, because it, yes, it, it was a year full of um, emotions, ups and downs, and uh, everybody's trying to cope with it, right? So uh, it was a busy year uh, in terms of uh, work, especially in the HR field, and uh, in personally as well, right? So everybody is trying to cope with um, 
with COVID-19 and uh, as I shared with you offline as well, I'm having a crisis at home today <laughs> with my little one. <laughs> so, yeah, so especially for me losing the freedom, uh, it was uh, happy. Yeah. Uh, and the way that I'm trying to cope with this is I'm, I'm reading a lot and yeah. it's been really, really helpful yeah. and uh, enjoying the small things at home right cooking together and um, playing and uh, having long conversations and taking some time to to actually sleep a little bit more yes. <laughs> true <laughs> so yeah it's been interesting and i i'm really hopeful about uh, 2021 let's hope so let's hope so we don't have any guarantee yet but that's basically what i always say the only way forward hoping waiting yep we have too many things that are uh, out of our control at this point. So we can just do our part and then, you know, expect things to get better slowly, increasingly, progressively. Let's see. So um, there is something very interesting for me about your story because myself, I work in recruitment, which is in a way or another within the HR sphere in parallel with what HR people do, depending on the organization. As you may know, sometimes you have HR recruitment, sometimes you have them all in the same place. So for someone coming from a, a different country, you know, you're coming from Brazil, you're coming, you, you've been here in Quebec for how long now? Three years? Uh, three years now. Mm -hmm. Three years. Okay. So, and as an HR professional, it is not always easy. You know, what I remember when I came here, you know, when I started working recruitment, because I've been doing recruitment back home in Tunisia, I always thought that I'd be, that I need to do a lot on myself and learn a lot about the market because it's a, it's almost like a client facing role as being a recruiter. So you work with a lot of external stakeholders being clients or candidates. And I needed to figure out how all these different cultures work with each other, because again, it's a, it's a very diverse city. Let's say speaking about Montreal or most of the cities in Canada are very diverse, very multicultural. But when we look at the HR positions or HR roles, I think there's a higher level of complexity because first you're dealing with the, I would say, the group of employees, you know, when you work with a company, so we work with a lot of, you know, mostly the, the internal employees, potentially consultants when, when they come work for the company, you work also with the new hires, basically the new ones coming in. So as an international, uh, as a new immigrant coming to Canada, so your goal obviously was to continue being in each other. Of course, you know, this is, you know, the best way for you. This is where your skills are. And, you know, you've been working with mostly, you know, big companies uh, in, uh, in Brazil. First, how did the transition happen for you? At least, you know, when you look at, at least, you know, the first year when you came to Canada, you had certain goals. What was different for you? You know, when you came here, what did you see as different compared to what you expected at least? The first, we, uh, the first year was pretty tough because you arrive full of expectations and hopes and you are learning a new language so both english and french they are not my my mother language so yeah. um i was learning french i was doing the francisation and it's 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 not easy right and even though you have a lot of experience and I have, I don't know, I lost count uh, <laughs> 17, 18 years in HR yeah. in global companies. So my experience could relate to the local market being a yeah. multinational, multinational companies. But uh, even though it was so difficult to get in, 
and uh, and I can understand now that I work in HR in <laughs> this very diverse environment, I really get it. And I was taking the language for granted for a while. Yeah. And when I was in Brazil, my husband was saying the best thing that you can do is study French, study French. <laughs> and I, I was being so stubborn to not studying because uh, let me just uh, um, uh, share a, a little detail before. Yeah. When we had the idea to immigrate, we, yeah. uh, we first discussed, we were in our living room yeah. and I had uh, my daughter in my arms and she was, I don't know, one, one month, two months, uh, yeah. years old years old a months old yeah. and uh, it was I said oh my god how can I even conceive that idea I, I have to to I just became a mom and uh, I need to figure this out first so okay if uh, we will go with you and this is a great idea okay. however I won't uh, make any effort so if the visa is on my passport, we are going, but don't count on me. Clear. It's clear and simple, at least. Exactly. So it was funny because he was saying uh, that study French, study French. And I had no um, energy and, and time to do that with a little baby at home. Yeah. And then I was doing that here when we yeah. arrived. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. And uh, working in HR, I fully understand that being able to communicate with everyone it's it's key it's super yeah. important and i learn every day yeah. and i'm uh, i'm very lucky lucky and privileged I, I would like to say uh to work for a company that is very open to that so yeah. they know that is yeah. not my my first language mm -hmm. and they uh, encourage me and i was never criticized and uh, so this is this is an ongoing uh, process, learning process. Yeah. But are you saying that you started literally from like the the ground learning French? I mean, you didn't have any uh, say basics of French when you when you came here, right? I had, I had because then uh, we waited for two years for the, okay. the visa. Okay. So I had some time, uh, for example, six months before to to take classes like once a week. <laughs> <laughs> To explore it wasn't bit. enough it wasn't yeah. enough so everything that i could cover uh, back in brazil was my first uh, level in the in the in the francisation yeah yeah so it was okay because then yeah. i knew but i i didn't feel comfortable at all to speak of course so when i was at level uh, i don't know four in yeah. the in the french course mm. then i found my job yeah so it took me uh, uh, one year. So when and you say level four, just for people to understand, does level four allow you to have a, some sort of a conversation? Do you a small one. That? Okay. Yeah. So I could introduce myself. I could explain where uh, I was from and uh, what I wanted to do, but with a very limited vocabulary. Okay. And uh, so, okay, so <laughs> the, the interesting part was, okay, so I, I was able to uh, participate of an interview in French. Oh my God, this was awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> so everything was a reason to celebrate, right? Yeah. Because it was super hard. Yeah. Indeed. And uh, only when I got my 
first job, I was able to understand my husband because he's is uh, in technology. So yeah. he he could find his job before me. Yeah. Right. There's a more demand, for, obviously, for technology people here. In, in exactly. Canada. And it was, I could then understand the pain, arriving <laughs> home with a headache mm -hmm. and feeling um, less competent, right? Yeah. Because you are not in a comfort zone. Yeah. You are in a different environment. With You're fighting. Rules. Yeah. And uh, you were super vulnerable. And uh, you were there in the arena every day. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, and uh, it, it's it's not easy, but then something happens, it, and it's magical because it's from one day to another. Then the language it seems like you are understanding more and more. And it's since, more because of practice, I guess. I guess so. And yeah, and, yeah. and and at some point, it, it just clicks. Yeah. And uh, in in terms of work, it's the same thing. Yeah, then it yeah. seems like you have connections at the work yeah. environment and then things get easier yeah and then it gets better and better because you can relate to things you know especially when people speak in french in front of you for example you know you slowly i always believe that practice is much more important than learning itself because you can have all the theory but discussions bring you context you know they bring you context you can understand you know why people are saying this and that but i always you know i always tell people to remember you know i've been you know speaking French for a very long time. You know, this is the second language in Tunisia and we do most of our studies, especially if you do business or, or science or whatever, you do it in French. And I learned English by myself. We did have, you know, some English courses, but not enough. But I always feel that French is much more complex than English. You know, it's 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 it a beautiful is. language, but it's a complex one, you know, it's especially if you want to have, if you want to really become good at grammar and having a strong vocabulary, I think it's easier to do it in English rather than French. So basically anyone who's learning really French when they come to Quebec, I really believe that it's amazing. You know, it's simple as that because I'm always saying, listen, especially if you're coming from a very different culture where French doesn't exist almost, you know, when I speak to people coming from Asia or Latin America and they've never seen French before, at least in you know, their day to day, I was saying, listen, you know, if you at least starting having those kind of basic conversations and then you move to the second level where you can sustain a mid-level conversation, at some point you should be good. You know, for your case, for example, do you do your day-to-day -day in your current job because you're working in, you still work in HR, so you have that kind of transition learning French, you know, the challenge of finding a job, the emotional impact of it as well, but now you work in HR you started as an HRBP in the company you work with, and now you are an HR director, different type of company, different culture, different market. Do you do French and English day to day, or do you have maybe more focus in English? What is it exactly? Uh, I personally uh, believe that I, I work in English because okay. ev my writing, everything that I need to think or something that I need to build, the presentation, it's yeah. all in English. Okay. Uh, however, I have francophone colleagues, okay. so with them, we, we only have meetings in French. And um, the company that I work for is a, um, a global company. Yeah. So when we are having discussions locally, it's in French. Yeah. But when I have my colleagues from, for example, Germany okay. participating, then we switch to, uh, to English. Yeah. And this can happen in the same meeting, actually, if the, the People from Germany, they just need to leave because they need to attend another uh, meeting. We then yeah. switch to French and you need to be able to do that. 
but I never felt um, um, how can I say Disengage? discouraged by oh. that because okay. uh, I knew that if I couldn't make it to uh, express myself in French I, I was able to do it in English because yeah. my colleagues they were mainly bilingual yeah. so in the beginning it was crazy I, I, I used to speak only in English Yeah. And then my colleagues would reply in French, and we'll continue like that yeah, English exactly. and French. That's quite, quite quite impressive. I mean, when when you live it actually day to day, there are no too many places where you can do that, where you can mm -hmm. actually mix between two official languages. I'm not speaking about dialects because you speak it in a dialect where it has different types of languages. It's something common in, in many countries, but here, especially in Quebec or Montreal specifically. You know, when you work in a bilingual company, meaning that you have bilingual operations, you know, you have different types of business groups or client groups, you need to have that kind of ability of, you know, jumping from one to another, especially yeah. in social conversation, which is nice. But do you feel, for example, that, you know, the, the French learning part helped you a lot into actually really putting that kind of first foot in, a, in the corporate world here? Does it, did it really make a difference or was it like just like... Yes. It absolutely makes a difference. And I know, for example, at times when I was looking for my first job, when the recruiter would kindly ask me, do you prefer to have this conversation in English or French? Oh my God, this is a trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, and, and for several times I wasn't comfortable. I, I, yeah. I did not have vocabulary enough. So I, 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 I was honest to say no I prefer still I prefer in, in English yeah. and um, and when also the culture is very francophone then I for example today I don't think that my my French level is at that level for a completely francophone company yeah so it's I, I used to say that there is a there's a lot of effort but also there's a lot of um, luck Yeah. In, in in my history as well yeah, yeah. because I was accepted in a company that was very open for uh, multicultural uh, yeah. and, and uh, cultural diversity and um, and I can mix both yeah so English yeah. and French this exactly. is very helpful yeah I think a lot of people also uh, either underestimate or overestimate the luck the luck part which is basically, I think we need to be lucky at some point to get to a certain stage. But at the same time, we need to be making sure that we, you know, we put ourselves out there so we can actually meet those people who will be maybe given us the opportunity. You know, you can be also always, you know, really good at your job, you know, having all these interviews, applying to jobs, especially, you know, when you speak, you know, about immigrants, of course. But by the end of the day, you need that company or that person who says, you know what, I'm going to be trusting Patricia in this. I feel there's great potential. I think she's bringing a lot of experience from, you know, with her background, with her, you know, previous jobs. And I want to do this you know, as some sort of an investment. And I feel that most companies I've been in, as the companies I've been in or the you know, companies where I see my immigrants' friends here, they've always, they always see that as an investment. They always think that, let me find a way of bringing this person in because I feel mm -hmm. something can be done here. Yeah. Again, you know, we can also spend the entire day speaking about, you know, what kind of opportunity you're getting here. But I feel at least, you know, from my perspective, you know, the moment you get to the market here, the moment you start having that kind of job, it gets easier after that. You know, maybe after mm -hmm. even one year or whatever, because people start to say, all right, 
we trusted her or him. This makes sense. This person can do the job. So why don't we give them more? Meaning that why don't we give them maybe better projects, you know, more complexity in terms of what they do because we feel that they can do this job. In your situation for uh, Patricia, if you take a really a step back, because this is where a lot of people get really confused, you know, when they come here because they don't know what is it exactly the right time frame to have a job here, to have the right job for their career. I remember we had these discussions when you were looking for a job, when we met in McGill. Do you feel that what you experienced during your job search period makes sense in a way or not for you? So do you feel that every, every you know, the kind of challenges you encountered, the type of people you, you, you met, because at some point you feel discouraged, let's be honest, you know, this is happening mm -hmm. to everyone here, you know. I think that people hide it when they say, no, it didn't happen. Even if you're spending one month looking for a job, something inside you can be saying, oh, maybe this is not working. Mm -hmm. But it takes sometimes, you know, people ask me, how much time does it take to find a job? I'm like, one month to two years. It really, it's really something you don't know. So if you look at that period specifically, does it make, make sense to you today? Do you feel that there are certain things and there are certain elements you, you uh, witnessed or you experienced, they actually helped you to be where you are today? Yes. So what I would say is that it took me uh, five months of uh, full-time French course okay. to face an interview. Okay. and be able to understand and reply yeah. in a very simple way but it was the minimum the bare minimum to get accepted in yeah. any company Ooh. and i i practiced uh everywhere going to the supermarket to the pharmacy yes. i i i i forgot my English and <laughs> I, I would say uh, I'm a newcomer yeah. and uh, I'm learning French so I'm sorry if this is not um, perfect but I will, I will do my best to express myself in French okay yeah, yeah. and people they were very welcoming to I that, like that uh, yeah, yeah that, that strength to say hey I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> so um, so this this bare minimum, the six months, I would say, to, to, to give you a round number, it was yeah. essential to, to, to be able to have a conversation in French. Yeah. And the other six months, I would say, is that when you arrive, you need to find a home. You need to settle your kids at, exactly. at school or daycare. And uh, you need to buy furniture. There's a lot of things to get done yeah. that you don't consider. Yeah. So you were you arrive, but you won't be focused on the job search because you don't have time for that. Yeah. You need to settle your family and uh, and then you start Having a roof, making sure that you, you guys are eating, everything is okay, which exactly. is not necessarily the case for many. Yeah. And then coming financially prepared, it's, uh, it's very important because it will take some time. Yeah and uh, you, you need to have your savings to, to come and, and have uh, the peace of mind to yeah. allow yourself to settle down and then look for look for a job indeed so when you remember that period specifically uh, you know especially once you're you, you, you're already started or you're almost done with your uh, french courses and you're actually looking for a job there's this period that i said you know that i mentioned where you're kind of hesitating or you're, you're kind of adopting yourself maybe because mm -hmm. you're not necessarily sure about the choice. And, you know, I have a lot of new immigrants, potential newcomers asking me, 
you know, what happened in the first month, I'm like, it, you will always ask yourself, why did I come here? That will happen. You yes. never know when, yes. but will happen. So let's let's not hide it. I, I prefer to say, you know, it will happen most probably under the shower. So you'll be taking your showers and you'll be asking that kind of question. But when you ask yourself that type of question or similar question, you know, maybe it's wondering if it's the right choice or not, what made you actually reconsider and say, you know what, I still can do this? You know, was there anything specific that you witnessed or that you maybe seen that told you you can still can do this in a way or another? Because that's that could be a breaking point also. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I say? I was just, I kept going. I kept going uh, and I was trying to find ways to feel valued and um, and rewarded somehow so for example i decided to start my uh, hr certificate at mcgill because i thought okay so i can handle studying uh, hr in uh, in english not in french so i will do it in english because i will meet people and this will give me also a sense if what I've seen in HR in Brazil makes sense here as well or not. And those type of things give you uh, um, the courage to continue because then you see, yeah, it's plug and play. And uh, and, and then you chat with your professors and uh, you start networking and then you see that, uh, yes, you you can actually work in the in the field because it's the very same thing especially yeah. if you come from global companies yeah so they have similar challenges here or there doesn't yeah. matter yeah and then the, the the language was interesting because it was a full-time course so it seemed uh, um silly to stay in the very same uh, content because the course is prepared to allow everyone with despite of the background yeah. and the speed of learning to learn French. So some some students, they need to be more patient and other students, they need to speed up. Yeah. So I, I had great teachers that uh, gave me a lot of extra exercises and activities because they knew I could uh, do more. Yeah. So it was great because I didn't feel that I was in the, in the, the basic level because yeah. they were giving more yeah. and I was learning. Yeah. And, and the decision of studying actually, mm-hmm. was it more to actually get to the, you know, or be part of some sort of a social academic circle or was it more like, I need to find a way or understand what works in HR here because, you know, your, your field is HR. So did you want basically to focus more on, mm-hmm. on that aspect, basically learning more about local standards, or was it more like a social experience for you? For me, it was more in terms of local standards. Okay. And also I thought it would be interesting to have a local certificate. Okay. Because as a foreign, yeah. uh, when you have a, a local diploma, they cannot question yeah. my background, right? Yeah, because exactly. I have a local diploma. Yeah. So I did not enroll in a very long course. It yeah. was a short one and uh, like it was enough. No, actually it was a year. Okay. And um, uh, it was five um, different courses, okay. five courses, not that long. 
All right. So one year, yeah, basically, you know, it gives you enough time to see what's happening around, to understand maybe there's something different because it's, as you said, you know, you're coming from Brazil or the HR experience in, in different companies there. So you can maybe wonder, is it really different here? So maybe that kind of diploma can give you an insight of what is actually possible here. Most of the time you'll end up seeing that standards are, are similar. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of culture because, you know, culture, of course, heavily influences how HR is done in one place, how marketing is done in one place or whatever. So I think it makes sense. I always, I don't want to say that it's important for everyone because I've also considering these kind of options when I, when I came here, but then I've said, maybe I don't need a trainer, but I always think that it is not always a yes or no question. It really depends. You know, some people need it. Uh, some people, even though either when you don't need it, you still say, you still can say, all right, I'm going to do this because it gives me some sort of exposure to the local market. It really depends. I always say it's, something that can make things a little bit easier in certain areas and i believe in yours i think it's important you know coming with an hr background and hr experience from a different very different country to quebec and montreal and then trying to deal with hr challenges in a company i don't think it's easy from day one i think it takes a lot especially in terms of understanding how the overall culture operates and how these very small groups coming from different international cultures work because you know within every company you see everyone you see europeans north americans latinos asians africans arabs anyone so it i think from my experience it really takes some strong background to actually align yourself to that understand that you don't necessarily need to understand what every single thing that agents can do for example but you can actually start to have some sort of context because also within these groups, you know, if you take any any group, you'll find first the ones who are born in here who behave differently from the ones who were born in, in their country. So I always say that, for example, like in my case, if a Tunisian is born in Canada, they won't be the same as a Tunisian boy, you know, who just came, you know, in the last years. We may have something to share, but not necessarily everything. So with that, how are you looking into the, your next period? So the next maybe maybe a couple of three years, four years, obviously we don't know what to expect anymore because things change. <laughs> but do you feel that you're entering a different phase after, let's, let's say it's a successful integration. For me, it's a successful integration. You may have a different opinion on that, but what do you expect from yourself or maybe from the environment, from your whole experience from now? Yeah, this is a tough question, Dali, because <laughs> um, I, I have... Um, I try to be humble uh, all over the way, right? Yeah. So I, I, I don't uh, have big uh, uh, expectations for the future for the next three years because I feel that I, I, I'm really learning yeah. every day and, yeah. uh, and this is making me better and uh, I... Oh my God, this is a tough one. That's the, that's the thing, because especially now, I think it's it's getting harder at this point because we first, we don't know what happens. There are a lot of external factors that could be impacting our environment today. I mean, we may have goals. I believe in goals. You know, I always set them just to make sure that, yes, I'll try that. And if it doesn't work, I readjust. Mm -hmm. But even myself, I kind of feel stuck in terms of what I expect from my experience here. So it's been five years. I feel obviously much better, you know, in terms of where I started, where, where I am today. Uh, I think I'm having a good job. I'm working in a, in a really great company. Uh, 
possibilities are great here, even though the pandemic is impacting the, the market heavily today. But at the same time, I'm not really sure what I can do next, not necessarily in terms of the job. How do I feel about this? You know, where, what should I learn maybe? Because yeah, you mentioned a great point, you know, we learn every day here, but it sometimes requires us to kind of stop maybe and quantify that kind of learning. Is it enough? Should I maybe learn something else? Should I maybe do something different? Do you feel that, for example, at this point, you need to be focusing in certain areas so you can maybe have a better exposure or better understanding of the market? Or mm -hmm. do you feel that's enough and then you're going to be maybe focusing on really the practical challenge you will face in the company? Um, for example, um, I'm really happy uh, where I, I work today. So this is not uh, this is not a plan, but I think that I will have a good sense of where I am at. Yeah. If, for example, I start a job search yeah. and, for example, I managed to be hired by a francophone company. Yeah. So this would be really a, a symbolic uh, yeah. that I'm really integrated right yeah, because today yeah. i feel integrated and belonging to the company that i work for yeah. but i know that this is a a result of a relationship that we are building for more than two years now exactly. so and when you start need to start a new relationship and then i think <laughs> that i will have the sense if it's enough or not for example i have i have things that i would love to accomplish yeah. uh, for example i'm not part of the uh Sehasha. yeah and this is part of the plan yeah. but when i think about um the effort to really study and get prepared and in uh, the fees that are very expensive. And I, I think, no, I, unfortunately, I don't have time for that right now because I have a little one that is started at, uh, at school this year and uh, I have a new role in the, my current company. So I have enough to 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 cover for that at least for good shows good nice nice but if you you know with with more people coming in uh, i think canada and quebec are going to be uh, welcoming more immigrants in the next months and years uh, regardless of what happens uh, now um looking at your overall experience looking at maybe the you know the people who are maybe more or less like you the ones you met in mcgill the one you met throughout your uh, I mean, you, uh, your your time here, the job you have here uh, at this point, because I feel that you met all the immigrants as well. Do you feel that there is something that is really important for a newcomer to prepare for when they come here? Be it when once they are ready to come, meaning that they have already their residency or work permit, they're ready to, to take the, the, the flight here, or even let's say in the, in the first month. Uh, what is it like based on your experience that is really important for someone to consider? Um, I would say th three things. The first one, get emotionally prepared because it will be tough. Yes. <laughs> and the first, uh, I would say the first month, it was kind of um, a new relationship, right? New town, tons of things to, to, to go and, and see new places. Less sun and also. Less <laughs> sun. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> But then, then at some point, 
it's the day-to-day -day. it's not tourism anymore yeah, so exactly. then uh things are not going the way that you thought you would be the language is it's more difficult to understand because when it's natural people are just talking to to be part of that conversation is not actually when you um listen to a podcast or the news that is exactly. that is space and uh, no it's the day-to-day -day, right so it's not easy so be emotionally prepared the second study the language both languages I'm, I'm speaking French because for me it was harder yeah. uh, but for example a lot of people can come with the French but they don't have the English exactly yes true and uh, when I was in my job search, uh, I've met uh, um, two people and we, to practice the languages, we used to meet in coffee shops to, uh, to just speak. And we, we used to speak both English and French. And it was the very same complaint. I have a strong French, then the recruiters, they asked uh, for, for more um, English and vice versa. Exactly. So you need to have both at a certain level, right? Yeah. yeah. And the third thing that I would say is um, opportunities are everywhere. So I found my job because uh, in the beginning I was applying for the same, more or less the same uh, HR level in, in terms of years of experience. And I wasn't finding because the competition at, at that level, it was, I, I couldn't beat them, right? Yeah. And uh, so, okay. So I decided to apply to any position in HR. Yeah. Assistant, technician, doesn't matter. I just want to work Everything. in HR. Everything. Even though, and uh, it was hard. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and I, when I think about it, I would, I think, oh no, I wouldn't be a good HR assistant. How a good HR assistant wouldn't be able to write a good letter, for example, for an employee in French, Yeah. right? I, I wasn't able to do that. I can. Yeah copy and adjust but i cannot create my own at that time yeah and then i decided to uh look for an internship it was the moment that i called you saying dali what is happening <laughs> i have tons of experience and people don't accept my yeah. uh, um, uh my application for for an internship yeah. what is happening yeah. And then you explained to me that the companies, they are very well prepared and they have a planning and yeah. I was, I was uh, late for, yeah. for this summer uh, when I was uh, yeah. willing to, to, to do a, an internship. And then I said, okay. So I reached out to the um, uh, Chambre de Commerce. Yeah. They have, uh, I don't know if it's still active because the government, they, they cut it this um, like investment. Interconnection, exactly. exactly yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's still there, but hopefully it's gonna, it's gonna come back. If it's not, you know, if someone from uh, the Chamber of Commerce uh, can listen to this and can maybe uh, clarify, but it's one of the, I'd say, uh, one of the most relevant programs for different sectors. Indeed. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was from from A to Z since yeah. the beginning. Yeah, uh, and then the person, my advisor, she met someone that had uh, um, an entry-level position in HR. Yeah. 
Yeah. The position was an entry level, but the need was bigger than that. Okay. And then this is the magic happening during an interview, right? Yeah. They saw an opportunity. Okay. So today she's not ready yet, but she has the background that we want. Exactly. So we will make it happen. We will yeah. change the role. We will change the, the compensation offer and we will have her. And uh, and companies, they are, they are open to do that. They see the opportunity and I see myself doing that. Uh, I, I meet someone and I say, no, this is not a fit for this position, but I have another need that is going to happen. And, uh, and then we can continue this interview with another manager. I don't yeah. know. We, we, we make the most with the people that we meet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Good. Good. So do you feel at this point, three years after, I don't know. I don't want to ask you about how will you read this, but to which extent do you feel at least satisfied about this or unsatisfied? I don't know. With my immigration process? Well, with, the, with the whole thing. So let's let's just evaluate the three years. Do you feel satisfied or not after three years, yes. after going through everything, the process, the mental impact of the, of the whole integration part, learning French, having new people, you know, adjusting to the weather because that's also another thing. I don't I don't think that you're coming from a snowy region in, in no, Brazil. <laughs> not at all. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm very proud. I'm yeah. very proud. This is. This is what, this is exactly what we were looking for in terms mm -hmm. of um, uh, safety, and uh, we felt very welcomed. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I would love to add that made a difference for us mm -hmm. is that every relationship, not only work-related relationship, for example, with neighbors yeah. at school or at daycare. Those type of relationships, they make, they made a, a huge difference because Indeed. we feel at home yeah. when you are able to talk with your neighbors yeah. and then the kid of the neighbor come to your house and have, they have dinner with you yeah. and then home, yeah. becomes home. Yeah. You don't, you don't feel a, a, a foreign yeah. because exactly. you feel accepted. Exactly. So every single opportunity that we have, for example, um, a small one, in the in the first Christmas, I sent a, a, a card, a handmade uh, letter, to the parents of the kids that my daughter used to talk about at home. Yeah. Say that for the next year, we I hope that the kids can continue to play and strengthen yeah. this uh, relationship. Yeah. Indeed. And. Now, now with COVID, no, but uh, the kids continue to play together. So not the parents, but I have their phone numbers yeah. and uh, we, we, we text each other and uh, we set up play dates for the kids. And this helps a lot to feel integrated. It's not mm -hmm. only about uh, um, work or study. Yeah. This is super important. Yeah. And um but the, the small parts of your life, exactly. if you can invest and in, yeah. don't stay only with your own community. For yeah. example, we have a strong Brazilian community in Montreal. Yes. yes. And if I only uh, go out with Brazilians and talk with Brazilians, and then mm -hmm. the integration is different. But it's fun so being with Brazilians. Be open. 
it's always fun <laughs> being with them. <laughs> never had any negative experience with a Brazilian, honestly. So that's why. So if you guys coming here and you you meet some Brazilians, stick with them. Usually they're fun. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, and it's uh, you know you're mentioning something important, especially you know when you look at the time frame. You know, one of the hard one of the things that I have a hard time explaining, you know, especially to newcomers, is yes, you do have objectives in the very short term, meaning that in the first year and the first six months, maybe. But always make sure to remember to have some kind of perspective about the me, me, mid and long term, because this is where you kind of see the impact of your actions of you know whatever you've done in the beginning, and also it's important for newcomers because you're not at the same starting point as someone who's local to the to the market, you know, born in here, or raised in here, whatever. So you need to give yourself time, and that first period can be tough, definitely. You know, and I, let's be honest, you know, that period also made some people reconsider their time here, and they just left. You know, going back to their countries or maybe changing somewhere else. I don't want to say it's everyone, but there are certain people doing that. There are other people who are also lost their way in uh, somehow, let's say. So they they were heavily impacted by the first one or two years. So keeping in mind that kind of long term perspective, saying, "All right, you know, what kind of issues I have in the very short term? So let me solve them one by one." But also give yourself time to actually reconstruct the the entire puzzle at some point because as you were saying you know at some point you're like oh i know the neighbors you know i i have friends in here i can mm-hmm. see that my kid have friends so you feel that you're part of a new place and the new place is actually becoming home because the transition of living in a country that you don't necessarily feel home to making it feel like home is quite huge because that yeah. changes your perspective that changes also how you feel about people how you feel about your experience i don't think that someone who's not happy in their day-to-day or fulfilled in a way in their day-to-day can see an impact on their job here. You know, you need that. It comes with time. That time frame is different from person to another. That's why I don't say that someone is successful after one year, five years, or 10, because everyone has a different way of looking at it. But the moment you feel down, and this is maybe my personal, personal experience, especially at the beginning, I would say, remember why you came. So what's the reason? What's the main reason you decided be it by yourself or with your spouse or whatever? Why did you come here? And if that is still the same, the reason why you guys came here is still didn't change, then you're still fine. But if that changed in a way or another, I would maybe not reconsider, but just sit down and think about, it. you know, what didn't go right? What didn't, what, what went right also? And are there certain areas that I should change? And I always say, tell people, oh, you know, if you feel that the environment is not welcoming, which can be in certain cases, but I feel that the environment is really welcoming in most of the cases here, ask yourself this question. Let's imagine, take a foreigner, go into your country, trying to start a new life. Will it be easy for them? If the answer is no, obviously that's the no. I mean, you don't just go to any country and you just feel like everything is the same, that your life is going to be perfect or at least fine in a way or another. So give yourself time. Don't be basically, don't be too much on yourself. Don't be harsh on yourself because that's not necessarily the right thing to do, especially in the, in the first period. So I really wish that you continue doing whatever you do. I think that you did what could be the hardest part. Now you're looking at definitely maybe harder challenges, maybe looking at different ways of exploring different areas of your life here with your family. But I believe that you did something right already that you, you know, especially in the French part, like, honestly, like and whenever I speak to someone who don't know French and then they learn French here, I'm quite amazed. You know, I, it's different. It's a hard language. You know, I have a, 
I always have a, an easier time writing in French, honestly, because English is my third language. But whenever I see someone learning to when they're like 30 or 40 or even more, I'm like, this is quite challenging. This is quite important. It's quite an achievement. Let's be honest. Like, I would love to invest in that person, you know, if they come to my company, because I think that they've done something which is quite big. So thank you for sharing your experience, Patricia. As I said, I hope we can have more conversations, maybe having a group of people at some point where we can have that kind of online social conversation about uh, our experiences. Um, I hope everyone listening to this can relate to the story, uh, can maybe prepare themselves in a different way or maybe take into consideration certain elements that have been shared by uh, Patricia. And yeah, do you have anything else to say to all the people listening to this, Patricia, before we say goodbye? Absolutely, Dali. Thank you so much for the invite, uh, not only today, but uh, every time that uh, we exchanged the emails or phone calls, you were always super open and uh, to explain this HR world and the job <laughs> search world uh, to people like me, to, to, to the ones that are that will be listening to the, to the podcast. And it's my pleasure. Count on me if I can support um, uh, our community, right? Yes. So we have the same objectives. Mm. Uh, we want to, 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 to make our way and uh, towards success. So exactly. it's not easy, yes. uh, but it's really rewarding. I would say that the most transformational experience that I ever lived True. was, of course, being a mom first. True. So this is, this is awesome, and, but it's, it's not easy. And the second one would be immigration. It's uh, it's hard. Change as a person. Yes, yes. Change as a person. Honestly, like yeah. if, if you, you think change about perspective. It, change I, I don't think I have this conversation often with my mm -hmm. husband that uh, I don't think that we would be able to come back because we wouldn't feel the same way. Exactly. True. True. It yeah. it can be it can be hard. Again, we never know what happens in the future, but we become different people. You know, yep. it is what it is. It just, you know, you're, you're living in a different environment. So I hope this brings us more clarity, uh, you know, more, I would say, hope for the future. Uh, you know, city like Montreal made it, uh, you know, became important in everyone's life, especially immigrants, those who made it, those who didn't make it yet, and they're on the way to make it, let's say, because again, success is relative, relative from a person to another. Uh, I hope that the pandemic is over at some point so we can have maybe a Brazilian barbecue in one of the parks, which is very <laughs> <Yes>. important. <laughs> you know, Brazilian barbecue is going to be very important at this point, you know, something at least to make us feel better. So thank you again, Patricia, and thank I you, hope Dali. we can reconnect sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.